Welcome to another episode of the Neon Belly podcast. Thanks for sticking with me. It's really good to be back. I took a bit of a hiatus and I didn't want to record anything if it was going to be so infrequent. If you know me, you know I've had a really difficult year. Um, I lost my dog a year ago today, this week, and then uh, my mom got diagnosed with really bad cancer about a week after that. And when I was infrequent with the episodes, I decided to just take a break until my time freed up some and until I felt that I could be more consistent. So that time has sort of come. A lot of things have become a little bit easier and I have more time to devote to this. So I want to get back into it. If we're a little rusty tonight on this reintroduction, it's okay. We'll we'll get back in the groove. But tonight I wanted to talk about Deep Half Guard a little bit and why I sort of have a love-hate relationship with it and why I think that you might not want to pick it as sort of a main guard that you play at this point in time in 2023. So I got very big into the deep half guard around 2010 when Ryan Hall's deep half guard DVD came out. I played it for a while. I struggled a lot with it despite the quality of that instruction. I often got crushed when I played the guard when it didn't go well. When it went well, everything was fine. But when it didn't go well, I just found that I was really getting crushed and ending up in really bad positions. And what I didn't understand at that time was when you choose to play a close range guard like that, when there's a mistake, you don't have those extra layers of defense to protect yourself. So... That's not an inherently bad thing. It's just there's pros and cons to every guard that we play. And it's just important to kind of understand what you're getting into. So in April 2015, I did like a three-day Jeff Glover seminar. And funny enough, I mentioned my dog. It happened to be, you know, the weekend that I got my dog. And that weekend really changed things for me with Deep deep Half Guard. It became my primary guard probably for three or four years after that point, at least. If you haven't checked out Jeff Glover's system on the deep half guard, it is very good. And if there were a way that I would recommend or advise people to play deep half guard, it would sort of be the Jeff Glover style. He has a lot of products on BJJ Fanatics about it, but basically like the idea is all four limbs connect to the leg that you have trapped. So let's say you have like knee shield or classic half guard and you go underneath and you trap that leg. Instead of doing like waiter sweep style, all four of your limbs are connecting to the trapped leg. So your arms hug the leg, your legs hug the leg. Let's say it's their right leg. And it's like a koala hanging onto a tree basically. And everything comes down to sort of three main sweeps. So you're either turning to your left or you're turning to your right. So if you turn to your left and they don't really react, you'll kind of throw them over your shoulder. It'll look like a Sayonagi judo shoulder throw, but their leg is going over. And that's often called like the over the falls sweep. If they post on their hands to stop that over the waterfall sweep, then you pick your head up out from behind their hips And you just body lock and kind of take the back. And that one's called out the back door. So those are the first two sweeps in the three sweep system. The third sweep is called up on the single leg. So you have the right leg for the first two sweeps. We're turning to our left to throw them over the top. 
or if they post on the hands come out the back door. Then the other reaction they can give besides posting on their hands is to sort of surf their weight above our head. And on this one, we're going to turn to our right and come up on a single leg and just sort of drive through. So it lends itself really well to like over under passing, kind of body lock, low passing. Uh, and I do use this game sometimes still. And that third sweep that up on the single leg, it used to be called the Homer Simpson sweep, is probably the most common sweep that you're going to see from the deep half guard. Um, all of it's really effective. And then on top of those primary three sweep system, you can also assist those various sweeps with like butterfly hooks, right? So you can butterfly hook outside on the ankle. You can butterfly hook inside on the ankle and you can like lift your hooks up to sort of pop out the back door or come up on top or even elevate their legs and sort of invert onto your shoulders and get into like various leg entanglements. But the big thing is that um, it's like a wrestle style sweeping system. That's what I kind of like about it. I, when I teach wrestlers or when I roll with wrestlers, I've noticed a lot of them are really good at this style because it's almost like a single leg takedown guard. I think if I phrase that to students sometimes, especially if they've wrestled before and I say, hey, this is basically a single leg takedown guard. You're just looking for single legs from here. They seem to get that a lot easier. And I think that that's, that that's pretty good. The reason why I've strayed away from deep half a little bit is I just feel that it's just not quite as dynamic as what I'm looking for right now. I really am not wanting to play as I get a little bit older and as I age a little bit, a game that is so reliant on that only that one layer of defense, that close range guard. I, I am finding more and more that I'm wanting to start out at a little bit farther range. So maybe it's not a super long distance guard. If it were in the gi, let's say like a long distance guard could be like spider, maybe even lasso, mid-range guard, probably more like De La Hiva, reverse De La Hiva, close range guard, or like half guards, deep half guard, super close, obviously. Um, Butterfly guard is probably like a nice kind of mid-range guard too. And I'm just really gravitating a lot more to that, right? To leg entanglements, butterfly guard, half butterfly, even some knee shield. I'm liking the ability to keep people a little bit farther away from me and not have to carry so much of their weight and have things feel so high consequence. Deep half guard is highly technical. You have to have immaculate posture you know to play it well and um, against leg lockers it can also provide a little bit of uh, insecurity at times if you aren't super super sharp with it so I absolutely play it I love it I especially encourage people to work the deep half guard when they uh, are either mounted or have their back taken and in that case it's a beautiful option to consider escaping into deep half guard. This is my primary escape. I get a ton of sweeps when I'm mounted, for example, and I'll kind of bridge a little bit and put both hands underneath the crotch, underneath the hips, kind of walk out onto my shoulder into that deep half. And a lot of times people will almost kind of sweep themselves. They'll kind of think that they have a triangle from there and it's real easy to just slip a hand 
inside if it's not under already and kind of come on top and people really feel like they've swept themselves it's magical and it's a great sweep but um as far as like slapping hands uh, bumping fists with somebody and choosing a guard to like pull to if you're gonna pull guard i just think it's almost like the end of the rope right like if you if you play guard and you choose to play like a knee shield or a reverse de la Hiva, being mindful to not get like a steamer locked maybe like um there's even a really cool reverse de la Hiva variation where your outside ankle comes over and kind of blocks their bottom ankle to kind of keep the inside position if you play something like that or half butterfly um or even like a k guard or something with outside foot position you still have like a lot of layers to fall back to and you could eventually end up at the deep half anyways so it's like the same reason why if i were doing like a rolling head and arm choke series i might not necessarily go to like uh, a naked guillotine uh first you know i might try some arm in chokes because if i have an arm in i could try an arm in guillotine i could try an anaconda i could try a dars or a mars and then if i do if i make that choice and those aren't working i can always take the shoulder out of the loop and attack like a naked guillotine or an arm out guillotine but if you start at that arm out guillotine then you're already kind of at the end of the rope and recollecting their arm, resecuring their shoulder is a lot more difficult than if you just had it to begin with, right? So I sort of feel the same way about the deep half guard right now. Had a big love-hate relationship with it over the year. I like it a lot now, but I like it if I get forced there. If the layers of my guard start to fall apart and somebody gets really close, maybe they're in on a knee slice pass, right? I go to it there a lot as well. And it's just a little deeper than I want. Maybe it's somebody that has really good wrestling. And I feel like if I try to, you know, knee bump them in the butt forward and come up uh, on like a body lock or a single leg takedown, maybe I feel like that's going to be difficult. If I'm getting knee cut, I'll, you know, dive that arm through and go to deep half guard. So a lot of times it's like the last line of defense. I still think it's important to drill it. I still think it's important uh, to have it as an answer in your toolbox or on a long enough timeline it's it's going to show up and pay a lot of dividends for you and I'm really grateful that the deep half guard has been a big part of my game over the years but just right now I'm spending a lot more time uh playing knee shield half butterfly and looking at sweeping people with butterfly hooks or elevating the legs to get to uh, leg entanglements and then looking to sweep from there. So I haven't done a podcast about the guard. I thought this would be kind of a nice, smooth reintroduction. I was thinking about it a lot the past couple of days, just after some experiences in the practice room. And I just kind of wanted to get uh, some new episodes recorded. Um, this is the first one. We'll try to get back out there and get things more consistent. I appreciate the love. I've gotten a lot of messages uh, from people just sending positive encouragement and really couldn't have got through the past year without a lot of that love and support. Um, if there's anything you'd like to hear talked about on here, feel free to reach out. Let me know. Uh, and in some other news that's pretty exciting, I'll be filming my first instructional uh, next month in July. 
Um, I don't know how long it'll take for that to get edited, but it will be out this year. And I'm looking at doing something pretty unique. I'm looking at, it's going to be Darth Choke themed. That big surprise, right? But I really want to do something that I don't think has been done before. So I'm, I'm really not going to show very many setups. I'm not going to show uh, a lot of like crazy entries or, or anything like that or cool tricks with it. I want to kind of try to do something sort of that Ryan Hall did with the triangle. Um, I think he did it with the arm triangle and a few other DVDs too, but I want to try to look at something where we just sort of examine the position sort of like holistically, something that you could look at in five years or 10 years and still have most of it apply. So instead of looking at like flavors of the month in terms of how to, how this guy finishes it or how this guy sets it up, really just looking at you already are in the position all right, what are the most effective defenses for the Darts? How do we troubleshoot our way to finish through all of those defenses and really breaking it down uh, through all the main finishing angles, uh, the best, most intelligent defenses for each one, and then how to sort of build yourself a better Darts that you already do, right? Because there's so many styles of doing the Darts already instead of just saying, hey, here's how I do it especially since I'm not some crazy high-level athlete. But I've done a lot of studying, you know, for over a decade now on it, and I have a good idea of the different styles. So I really want to show, like, all right, if you're, like, a vice grip player, these are things you can do to make your vice grip style darts entries better. Um, okay, you like to slide to catch the darts. Okay, cool, but you like to finish it with like your legs around the person, close guard style, mount style. Okay, here's some stuff that can help with that. Here's some ways to defend that and some ways to work through that. You get the idea, right? So I really want to kind of do what Lachlan Giles did with his heel hook instructional, but kind of do that for the Darce Choke. And hopefully it turns out cool. Um, I'm going to film it at BMAX in July, and um, I'm sure I'll talk about it more on here and keep everybody posted on that. So... Thanks again for being patient. I think it's been like eight or nine months without any uploads, but um, we're back in the swing of things now. And yeah, just so much love and appreciation to um, anybody that's listened to the podcast and especially everybody that has uh, reached out. Um, and then especially everybody at uh, Elevate MMA in Durham, North Carolina and 10th Planet Decatur in Alabama for just like showing so much love and support. And yeah, love everybody. Uh, appreciate you very much. If I can ever do anything to help, please reach out anytime and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.